Okay, well, let's jump in today to this text. Essential, essential, uh, according to Oxford Dictionary, that which is absolutely necessary, or extremely important, absolutely necessary. What are some things that are essential for your physical life today? Food, yes. Breathing, and the next one was eating and drinking. We've got to eat, we've got to drink, we've got to breathe. Uh, there are some things like light. We never maybe think about that, but we actually, for, uh, as a system, we need light for heat, for, for our, our eyes, but also for photosynthesis, all that stuff. Right? There are some things that are essential. What is essential for you spiritually? Uh, you know, God, God's word, uh, but, but prayer Prayer is the essential activity of the victorious church. Prayer is the essential activity of the victorious church, as we'll see today from Ephesians 6. Um, It is essential. It's not one of those things that we can take it or leave it. It is essential. And so as our church focuses on these, these things that are so important to us, we really need to focus in on this and make sure we recover it for our spiritual victory. Okay? Uh, so a Bible-driven church is a praying church. Praying always is an essential activity. We're going to look at three kind of um, ideas, or this text unfolds in three, three ways uh, for us today. The spiritual battle of prayer, the spiritual action or activity of prayer, and the spiritual request of prayer. And, and most of our time is going to be given to verse 18. We could really take three weeks on this. There is just so much there in verse 18 that we need to a- apply and, and dig into, as far as prayer goes, that we're going to, to only be able to spend time with verse 18. But I'm going to leave verse 19 in our thoughts uh, and prayers <laughs> as we leave today. Okay, uh, but I think it'll, it'll help us to really give all of our attention to verse 18 um, as we consider the spiritual uh, activity of prayer. Okay, the spiritual battle of prayer. Why do we say this is the spiritual battle of prayer? Well, we have a very important, that's a preposition, right? With all. Uh, a very important with, right? A very important with at the beginning there. And, and actually links us to the previous paragraph. And in the original, it's actually the, the praying. If you read it, with all prayer and petition. Actually, the big idea there is praying, it's an ing word that is tied to the previous paragraph. Okay? So the word praying there is tied to the previous paragraph. And I would say in a, almost a, a manner in which you are to carry out the previous paragraph. And so if you have your King James Version uh, or your ESA, ESV Version, they actually uh, bring this out. Let me read the ESV. It says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times. Right, so it's actually that praying at all times is the means, if you have your text, the means or the manner in which the previous paragraph is carried out. What was the previous paragraph? We looked at it last week. The armor. And so we're kind of left with this cliffhanger. Uh, you, you put on the armor, put on the armor. How? Praying is how you do it. 
And then it may be just the, the last two commands there. We'll take a moment with that. But, but it definitely is tied in a causal way, in a, in a carrying out way to the Christian armor. And so that's why I say this is the spiritual battleground of prayer. It is completely tied to our spiritual armor. So let's just take a minute to tie those together, okay? I'm going to just look at the previous paragraph with three summary statements. The, pre- the previous paragraph is all about Christian warfare, and it's that Christian warfare is standing. We could summarize that with Christian warfare is standing. It's not so much the offensive as it is you just maintain your ground in the trenches against the devil until Jesus himself comes and manifests his, his spiritual strength in a way that you know, sends Satan to the lake of fire. Christian warfare is standing. And so you see that as you look at the text of verses 10 through 17, there's these continual, be strong, stand, stand, stand. It's a standing strength that is in the Lord. Right, and so that was our big, big idea last week. Be strong in the Lord, our general, right? And so we repeated that. Maybe we'll do that again to help us remember. Be strong where? In the Lord. Let's try it again. Be strong. Yeah, our strength is in the Lord. And so you see how that's tied to prayer. All of this is tied to prayer and gospel prayer. Gospel prayer. So Christian warfare is standing. Uh, and then just a quick, and I could take a lot, a lot of time with this, but this is just review. Christian, Christian warfare is spiritual, not against flesh and blood. Christian warfare is serious. He's talking about things like deadly arrows, flaming arrows. He's talking about uh, wrestling with spiritual forces, right? So this is spiritual, it's serious, and it's plural. All these commands are plural. So he's talking to a church, right? These are, this, we're in combat together. Uh, I'm not your general. Jesus is our general, and these are his marching commands. And so we, we, we rally each other together with the shield of faith, uh, the gospel, breastplate of righteousness, truth. All of these things are, um, and, and, and that would be carrying out the commands. Christian warfare is obeying your orders. As a Christian, you obey your orders. And, and so those orders are these commands. Verse 10, be, be strengthened in the Lord's strength is the command one. Uh, command two, armor up for fierce battle with evil, deceptive spiritual forces. Verses 11 and 12, armor up for fierce battle. Command three, by taking up and putting on the armor of truth, stand firm. Okay, so the command is stand firm. So by taking up and putting on the armor of truth, which is a belt, righteousness, breastplate, peace, or gospel shoes, a gospel preparedness of peace, we stand firm. And then actually, there, there's, a, there's a fourth command. Over all those pieces of your armor, as you're, you're leaving to stand, snatch these up. Overall, snatch up these final pieces that really fit over the others. There's this helmet of salvation. There's this shield in front of you that covers all of you. Shield of faith. And then the word, the sword, of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And, and it, as you consider all of that as one idea, and specifically command three and four, specifically command three and four, uh, 
stand by taking up, snatching, through praying. Right? So how am I going to stand? How am I going to snatch? It's through praying that you take up these gospel pieces. And, and so it's, it's a very important withal. So if you just read the text and try to preach verses 18 and 19, you're not really going to understand everything because it's tied to that. It's tied to this idea of, of all that you have is in the gospel. All of those things are related to the gospel. Gospel truth, gospel righteousness, gospel proclamation of peace, the word of God going forward in your life. Helmet of salvation, gospel salvation, shield of faith, which is the gospel. Um, and so all of these things we pray together. And so even in our worship services, this is reflected in every Sunday. We start with the gospel, approaching God again through Jesus. But really all of our worship is in the same orb of the gospel. Um, but but we, we pray in the gospel. Um, and so, so really verses 19 and following, 18, 19, and 20 are, are fleshing out how we're praying the, the spiritual armor on by faith. Um, I, I mentioned this as a, a good book, and I, I just uh, highlighted again to you. I'm going to quote one, one quote of this from uh, Milton Vincent, the Gospel Primer for Christians. Um, he, he, one of these, I think this is number four of 31, uh, of how to proclaim the gospel to yourself as a Christian, has to deal with our Christian armor. Uh, let me just read this for you. Uh, it is for this reason that the Bible tells me to take up armor. It tells me to put on the whole armor of God. And the pieces of armor it tells me to put on are merely synonyms for the gospel. Translate literally from the Greek, they are the salvation, the justification, truth, the gospel of peace, the faith, and the word of God. What are all these expressions but various ways of describing the gospel? Therefore, if I wish to stand victoriously in Jesus, I must do as the songwriter suggests and put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with what? Anybody know that song? Put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with prayer. Good, prayer. Right, that's the text. That guy got it. You're praying as you're facing your difficulties, even like this, let's just think of the, the hurricane. You may look at a destroyed house and you say, God doesn't love me. But you go back to the gospel and you pray, God did not withhold his son. He allowed his son, not just his house to be destroyed, his whole body to be bruised, pierced, and broken. I know if he did not withhold his son, he will not with him freely give me all things. That's proclaiming the gospel to yourself by faith, the truth of salvation in a hurricane, you need the gospel at all times, every day. And so we put on the gospel armor, each piece we put on with prayer. That quote comes from a pastor preaching in Philadelphia. He was fired from the Episcopal church where he was preaching by speaking boldly, because of speaking boldly against slavery in the mid-1800s. He started a new church and continued to preach the gospel boldly. He would often preach at the YMCA. At that point, that was by Booth, and it was actually uh, had, had referenced the Salvation Army. But the YMCA was the Christian Association, 
right? Trying to raise up Christian soldiers for Christ. One time he was preaching to thousands. According to one account, there were 5,000. And he preached the gospel boldly. He stated boldly, I would rather that this right arm were amputated at the trunk than that I should come short of my duty to you in delivering God's message. He would die within a week of speaking that way from an accident that involved his arm. As his friend visited him as he was dying, he said, a thousand young men came to Christ in that message, preaching that. Uh, And so his friend said, what should I share with them? George Duffield. And he said, tell them, let us stand for Jesus. Let us stand for Jesus. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. And so Duffield went and wrote a poem and read it at his funeral. And that, that, that poem became this song. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished, and Christ is Lord indeed. Put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with prayer. Where duty calls or danger, be never wanting there. And so today, as we, as we consider this central aspect of prayer, we, we have to recognize it is, it is prayer in the gospel. Yes, my access, but it's praying all these things. Gospel furtherance, yes, but even my petitions through the lens of the gospel. Jesus' death is for your peace. It's your righteousness. It's your sword that makes the devil flee. It's your truth. And so I take up the shield of faith and daily I pray because I believe the gospel. And so we move forward with the text. Verse 18, moving past our with. With all prayer. And we get to actually the action of prayer. With all prayer, the the gospel armor is being placed on, with all prayer and petition, praying. Okay, so we get the actual action here is, with all prayer and petition, pray. That is the the petition, the command for us. It's the command that I bring to you today by the power of God's Spirit. Um, This is what the text says. And so God's Spirit wants us as a church to focus on this and to obey it. Prayer is the action. But he gives two elements there that kind of define how we're to pray. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and petition. Pray. Uh, With all prayer, pray. (laughs) Uh, That first word and pray and pray are the same word. With all prayer, pray. Um, It's the most common word for prayer. It's just bringing things before the Lord. Asking him, usually in the, the realm of asking, but um, it's, it's coming to God, peering before God uh, for things here on earth. Spurgeon said, true prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It's spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. There's this spiritual transaction that goes as we go to God with all prayer. All prayer. 
And, and it may be all, all types of prayer. I have a feeling it's, it's more like this. This is the first of several alls. Did that jump out at you? All prayer at all times. Uh, be on the alert with all perseverance to all the saints, right? Four alls. But it's almost like this. You could come with, with some prayer, or you could come with all prayer, 100% prayer. I think, that, I think it's more of an exclamation point. With all prayer, you need to be coming to the Lord. All, all types of prayer, sitting. Jesus sat to pray. He kneeled to pray. He stood to pray. Um, you can be on your face to pray. You can be in the subway to pray. All prayer. And petition. And this may be a little more specific here as he gets to the exact petition. So prayer may be, in this case, more general. So these are synonyms. And then you get to these petitions. Um, and so, so you, you have prayers and then specific things that, the cognate would be the idea of pleading, begging. There's this specific thing that you're begging God for, you're pleading to God for. You pray for your meal, but you may give a petition for the French fries of blessing. So that's the idea. General meal, petition. You really need a blessing on French fries if they're going to help you out. Right? Uh, or pray for the church, or pray specifically for Mitch. Right? Pray, pray for all our missionaries, pray specifically for the Crockers. Does that make sense? And so we have all prayer and petition. With all prayers and petitions, pray. Bring these things to our general. And it's fascinating. God waits until we pray. There are certain things that will not be done until his people pray. We pray for the spiritual well-being of our church, and our church will not well be until we pray. You pray for that person to be broken from the spiritual bondage of anxiety or whatever else it is. We have petitions, specific petitions that we're praying for people and God waits until we pray. God often waits to advance his kingdom on the wheels of the prayers of his saints. So you think of our general, he goes forward on the wheels of the prayers of his saints and he waits for that. I realize God is absolutely sovereign, but it's still that he waits until it's done. He absolutely sovereignly waits for you to pray. Not just the pastors. Right now we have to pray. But he waits for you to pray before he moves forward. Prayer must do the deed, Luther said. And so as we Pray the armor forward, we, we must. Because we get tempted. Um, we get uh, sidetracked. We fill our calendars with everything else. Our lives with everything else. And yet this is essential. When do we pray? We could go on and on. And, and, and yet the text moves on, so let's continue on. When do we pray? Prayer is timing. Pray at all times. Pray as you're listening to preaching. Lord, help me understand these ramblings. Uh, Lord, help me to live out this pleading. Pray at all times. And then you can hear a five-year-old preach, and you'll get more out of it than you're listening to Spurgeon. Because you're praying as you listen to preaching. You're praying as you do the dishes. You're praying as you're driving. As you're doing all things, you're praying at all times. 
When should I pray? 7 p.m. Wednesday nights. Yes! And that's just one occurrence of many times. You pray in a hurricane? That's when a lot of people pray. That's the kind of assumed. Okay, I'm going to pray when I'm in a storm. And maybe that's one of the best side effects of this storm is more people are turning to God in Florida than, than in the last five years. Corey Ten Boone said, Is prayer your stealing wheel, stealing wheel or your spare tire? That's a good question. Are you just, you just praying when you get the flat tire? Or is it your steering wheel where you're praying all the time you're driving? No, we're to pray at all times. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Jesus said in Luke 18, all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. Romans 12.10 and 12, be kindly affectionate to one another. How can we love one another? Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Colossians also says the same thing. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. The end of all times is near. You ever think about that? Peter said that. 1 Peter 4. The end of all times is near. So what do we do? Pray. Therefore, pray. Pray each day as an individual. Let me just ask you, did you pray every day this week? Okay, you don't need to raise your hand. Did you pray a significant time each week, this, each day this week? A significant time may just be five minutes. And if you could just start there, that'd be great. But it's getting into a habit of praying at least five minutes a day. And then you say, boy, how did I just survive five minutes, ten minutes a day, fifteen minutes a day? I have too much to do. Then maybe you should pray. Luther said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. That's a good perspective. So many great examples of this in history. And I do believe the best examples of this are not known on earth. I think the best examples of this are known in heaven. And I love the men and women that I've known to be the most, prayer, the most diligent prayer warriors and they never breathe the word about it. It was almost because like they're scared. It's almost like spy work. If I let this out of the box, Satan's going to try to shut it down. So I'm undercover here. I am actually, by God's grace, God's doing it because God does all the answers to prayer. It's God's work. But you know what? There's a lot of undercover agents here. And they're pushing this forward together. This is the most important element of our church. Prayer as a church. And so I would encourage you to try to make Wednesday night a priority. If you can, we, we try to do that you know, by um, Zoom and in person, so that you can do Zoom or in person. We have a 25-minute Bible study. Pastor Andrew usually leads that. And then we split up. We, we share prayer requests, and then we pray to one another. Um, but I would say, again, that does not make us a praying church. If we only pray 15 minutes on that, like, that's shame on us. We, we need to have our, our schedules full of prayer. We try to do this uh, just organizing it with our weekly prayer list. And so I sent out a weekly prayer list that highlights a missionary of the week, a politician of the week, and then also our prayer list for the week. 
that you can pray at any time and each day. Um, you can also submit prayer requests that way for the rest of our prayer team. You just follow a link there, but you don't have to follow that link. You can just email me. Um, email, text uh, Pastor Andrew myself, and we'll make sure that gets on there. Um, but that's the way for us to keep praying. Uh, I, I would like us to do this in preparation for our outreach event at the end of the month. We have our church birthday party. And I'm thinking of that specifically as an outreach event, right? Our worship services are for God, to build us up as we worship to God and hear his word. But, uh, but I do recognize that just like I would not go into a mosque or a Buddhist temple, I just wouldn't. I actually did a video in a Buddhist temple recently, but I wouldn't normally do that. Um, people wouldn't normally come into a church, but people are curious. Like, so we have a lot of people that just walk in. So we're going to have an open house October 30th. We have little weird games and food and, and a way to celebrate God's grace. Um, and then we're going to preach the gospel. That's why we do that. Okay, so we would love to just see each pew filled up with people. Um, well, one of the big ways that's going to happen is doing a lot of work, but also praying. Okay, so we're going to start a prayer chain for the Saturdays before that. Uh, 15 minute slots, uh, Saturday all day. Just see if we can at least do one day. Can we do that? It's about 100 people. I don't think we're covered today. So a couple of you might need to do two slots. But we, we have like 140 people on our, you know, our regular attendees. Um, so, so I think we could do that as a church. If not, we could kind of spread it out and, and others could, could take part. I was really encouraged this week by a pastor. The last time we did this was a few years ago. And I just had a pastor contact me because I, I sent out some prayer lists to our supporting churches. And he's like, I still keep my slot. 7 p.m. Saturday nights, 7 to 7.15, this gentleman has been praying for our church. Because I, I don't know if I ever said it's just for a period of time. That's awesome. We just need 700 slots, right? And then constantly God is, and for this case, it's specifically praying for our church. Praying for gospel to go forward with the work of our church. Um, and so, yeah, we have 15 minutes on Wednesday night. But no, we need to be praying all times. That, that's when you see God do unusual things. When God's people ask him to do unusual things. That's when you see 2.3 million people born again. When God's people ask him to do these things that only he can do. Prayer's timing. Pray at all times. Look at this next one. Who's the person of prayer? In the spirit. Pray at all times in the spirit. Um, There we go. I can't highlight that right now. In who's the spirit? Is this our spirit? Who do you think? No, it's capital letter, isn't it? So we're praying in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the person of prayer. You're to pray in the Holy Spirit. My spirit is not lifted up naturally by itself to God the Father. Jesus has earned my right to stand there, but I cannot reach that throne room unless I'm lifted up in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only one allowed to be there. I gain access, but in order to be in His presence, I need to be in God's Spirit. God's Spirit in me. And so we need to be spiritually mature in that way. God's Spirit 
living in me through the power of the gospel. Again, it's the gospel. Galatians 4.6. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. God has sent the spirit into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. The Spirit's coming into me allows me to cry, Daddy. I'm able to access the Father through the Son because I have the Spirit. So we need to be careful not to grieve the Spirit. We need to be careful not to be walking in sin. There are sins that, that hinder the Spirit, being able to pray in the Spirit. Do you recognize that's a New Testament principle as well? It doesn't mean I'm no longer a child, but it affects my prayer life. Think of 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way so that your prayers will not be hindered. Guys, the way you affect your wife, the way you treat your wife in a gracious, loving way will affect your prayer life. If you're not treating her graciously, lovingly, your prayers are being hindered. Now, that would be one principle that we could expand. So we we need to be praying in the Spirit. And so some people would say this means uh, mindless gibberish. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about access to God through the Spirit. Through God the Holy Spirit. The only way you'll ever be there is by God Himself. Jesus has earned the access. The Spirit is the sphere in which I pray to God because He's living in me. And He cries out of my heart, Daddy, Abba, Father. So the sword is the Spirit, and prayer is in the Spirit. And so as Jesus left, he said, I will give you the Comforter who will guide you to all truth. And this is the truth of prayer. Each time we pray for God's Spirit to fill us, enable us to pray. Lord, we know that the Spirit also prays for us. That's not what this is talking about. The Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. The the Son intercedes for us. But even our praying to God must be prayed with in the Spirit. The attitude of prayer. And with this in view, be on the alert. Be on the alert with petition. The attitude of prayer is watchfulness. This, this, this careful alertness. Prayerfulness is watchfulness. Jesus mentioned to the disciples... Keep watching and praying that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. And, and so you, you just got to recognize this. You're weak in this. You're going to drift. You're, you're going to be maybe encouraged to pray today. I trust you are. The spirit will use these words. That's why he has me speaking this, because he wants to use our church. Focus us on this. So he's going to do it. But you know what? Two weeks from now, you're going to forget it. And and so you're going to need watchfulness, alertness. Think through ways. Put it in my schedule. Set my alarm. You have like four alarms on your phone. One of them can be for your prayer time. Where am I going to pray where I'm not distracted? Because as soon as I start praying, I'm going to get that text. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. So I need to lock myself away until I can pray. We, we, we need to be alert. The idea there is like shepherds watching their flock by night. It's very, very quickly the wolf takes away our prayer time. And so I need to be 
on the alert to, to guard all my prayer times before Satan snatches them. That's the idea, the alertness in petition. Prayer struggle. You need to stay alert at it because it's just hard. It's just flat hard. Pray with perseverance. Perseverance is to continue to do something with intense effort. The implication of difficulty to be devoted to, to keep on, to persist in. So this takes persistence. It's not easy to pray. Why are you not praying? Because it's not easy. It's hard work. I will say this. There, there are several ideas in prayer. There are several types of prayer. Um, I think worship, praying in worship is, is much easier. Like glorifying God in prayer is just, like for me, that's just refreshing, satisfying, so easy to pray like that. I have to do that for my soul's health. And so you pray back God's words to him. You meditate on him. That's easy. Praying for myself is kind of easy. Right? Cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. That's, that's like really helpful. You get up from your knees doing that or you, 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 know, you open up that bill in the mail or that coworker like lashes out at you for no reason. It's really easy to quickly pray. But this is talking about praying for all the saints. That's the hard one. Pray for the church? I've never done that. That's where it gets hard. And that's where we've got to persist. Like Jesus' story about the unjust judge who listened to the widow because she kept asking and asking and asking. It's hard, but she didn't give up. Persist in it. Persist in it. I love Luther's illustration. It's a great picture. He'd share this from table talk. He'd get some people around and share theological ramblings. And often they would become that. Fairly comical at times. But one of them, he would talk about prayer like this. And he would have a dog and he'd have a piece of meat. And just watch that dog stare at that meat. Like, that's prayer. So focused on, on what's needed with the hope that I know my master's going to give it. I hope, but it's not like I'm going to stop. It's right there. My master's right there. That dog will just slobber and stay and stay and stay and persist and persist. And the big eyes, you got to give it. This is prayer. You know God loves you. You know he hands it out there because he wants what's best. And so you persist and you persist and you persist. You wouldn't give up. Keep on knocking. Keep on praying. You pray, pray, pray. Keep praying for a church building. Keep praying for new babies in our spiritual church nursery. Keep praying for that coworker or that classmate that seems so obstinate, stubbornly unkind. Keep praying for that homeless person. If you're not careful, you see the need and you keep walking by it, but keep praying. Keep praying for our city. Keep praying for the big requests that others are giving up on. Keep praying for peace between Russia and Ukraine. Keep praying for your lost friends and neighbors. Have you stopped praying for one of them? This is God's word to you today. This is God's word to you today. 
I'm not making it up. Read it. (laughs) It's not me. God says, pray at all times for all the people. I love praying always by Pastor Franz Bacher. Some people say they've prayed enough already, so they stop. This proves they need that the need of the soul does not weigh heavy enough. Those who have true need cannot stop. They would rather die at the feet of Christ than stop. That's the soldier's mindset in prayer. We're in the battle. I need the faith, the truth, the gospel to move forward. Captain, Lord, help. I'm still in the battle. I'm not going to stop praying. We plan, we work, but the deed is done in prayer. It's all done in prayer. And I do believe we have warriors in our church that will not be seen as the most vital members until heaven declares that that was the person who was praying. That church was nothing without that spy. By God's grace, I'd love it to be all of us. Be careful talking about praying, being proud in prayer. Um, Satan loves that, and you have your reward in full. But the Lord spurs you along, and you become a prayer warrior, little by little. Prayer is benefactor, and we need to be done. Uh, Pray for all the saints, and pray for me. Uh, It's kind of the idea. And actually, uh, if we had time to go into it, I do believe that that utterance may be given is, is probably directed to both. Pray for all the saints that utterance may be given and pray for me that utterance may be given. And then he specifically applies it to his situation in prison. But uh, petition for all the saints and for me. And so we have this prayer for everyone. Pray for, for all these needs of the people. Um, You can pray the gospel shoes for everyone in the church. You can pray for them to grow in the faith for everyone in the church. We can pray that they will progress in righteousness. And that's not just positional, but that's walking in a right standing with God. Walking in the Spirit. You can pray that for each person in the church. Uh, Lord, satisfy us. You can pray that for each person in the church. And so we ask God for grace to do this for all people. And then specifically, by name, uh, casting all your care, casting all their care. And that's what you, you need to know. To get, you know. We need to be in a family where we get to, get to know one another. And this is how this all ties together. The, the big requests that we're not going to get to this week, we'll close here with the big, the big thrust being prayer. Um, but look at his request. His request is that, for me... Right? That utterance may be given in the opening of my mouth to speak boldly the mystery of the gospel. So he's praying for open mouth, utterance, and for gospel boldness to speak the gospel. And so it goes right back to the gospel. Right back to the spirit, which is the sword of the spirit, right? The word of truth. All of those are tied together. And so the spirit, praying in the spirit, is praying that the word would move forward. Bold gospel speaking. Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord for grace to do this by his strength.
heads bowed and eyes closed, let me just encourage you to take these few moments before we close in song and just plan this out, okay? This is hard, so it takes some time, it takes some effort. Even now, if you haven't scheduled into your life this vital element, would you do that now? And I would encourage you to, I'll probably do this electronically, I did it electronically last time, to sign up with our church for those Saturdays leading up to this, this larger gospel-centered uh, um, outreach to our community. But just we'll just be praying that for, for five, not just families, folks uh, from our community that we're able to connect with in a gospel way through that. But, but just starting to pray for our church each day. Would you commit to that? Uh, specifically, the Lord's kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. In a moment, we'll... Uh, close in prayer but let's all all talk to the lord about that if you'd like prayer i'll be standing in the back lobby and happy to pray with you about it Uh, let's pray